it's fully charged. Or as my grandpa would have said, I'm energized now. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. We're continuing in Isaiah 55. Sorry, I'll speak louder. Um, we're continuing with systematic theology. Surprisingly enough, we're 330 pages into this book. So we covered a lot of material in a very short amount of time. And we talked about what is the theme of the Bible? What is the theme of the Scriptures? What shows up one out of every five verses in the entire Bible? Lord. He's Lord. Amen? So the theme of the, the, the overwhelming theme of the Scriptures is God is Lord. In the Old Testament, uh, Yahweh is Lord. In the New Testament, Jesus is Lord overall. And that Lord has made Himself known to us and is the means of our salvation. So, Isaiah 54, we, we talked about the theme, the scriptures. Uh, we, talked about, um, we talked about the works of God. And then we come into the attributes of God. We talked about His moral attributes. That's His holiness, His righteousness, His his, uh, his love, his, 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 his anger, uh, his wrath, things that are often uncomfortable to us. And then we started a few weeks ago talking about his intellectual attributes, that our God is all-knowing. He has all wisdom and knowledge and we talked about what that means. We've talked about how that is hated, why that is hated. What's the chief, what, 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 what is the number one problem that people have with God knowing all things? Well, they say then we're not, we don't have free will. If he knows what we're going to do, then we don't have free will. So they start trying to reject the idea that God knows. And God knows because He has foreordained things. So we talked about open theism. What, anybody remember what open theism is? This is the rejection of the omniscience of God. What do they say? God knows everything about the present. Yes, yes. God knows everything about the past. Yes. But does God know the future? They say no. And they deny the clear teaching of Scripture because God is the God of prophecy. <laughs> he is told beforehand what will be, and it was. And whether that's Abraham, you will have a son, you will call him Isaac, or all the way to Jesus, or, or, or the coming of Jesus Christ, he will die, he will raise again, uh, he will be sold for 30 uh, pieces of silver, so on. God knows. And last week we talked about the controversial subject of middle knowledge where they want to say, okay, yeah, God knows all things, but it's based on man's free will. 
uh, because there is this, there is this uh, body of knowledge that, was not, that exists out there, that it's not caused by God, it's caused by man's will, that exists prior to him even creating man, and God looked at that and says, okay, on the basis of that, I am going to create this world, um, which is as antithetical to the scriptures. So that's where we're at. And we're going to say one more thing before we get to God's power. Next week I want to start on God's power, His will, His power, what He, what he does, um, the power and the authority of God. In fact, the second hour today we're going to talk a little bit about the power of Christ, the authority of Christ. But Isaiah 55, I told you to turn there and we did nothing with it yet. Let's just remind ourselves in verse 6 some truths. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man his thoughts. So it's important here that the call is for us to set aside our wisdom, to set aside our thoughts, our reasonings. Why? Because there's something greater than our reasoning, our logic, our wisdom. It says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon See, the race is not to the wise, right? It's, it's not to, there's not many wise, not many noble that are called. Crumbing to God means we're submitting all of that to Him. Why in verse 8? Because or for my thoughts, my reasoning... My plans, my logic, whatever you want to put there, my mind, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. God is, in Jimmy's favorite verse, 1 Timothy 1.17, right, brother? He didn't hear. In Jimmy's favorite verse, 1 Timothy 1.17, he is the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. And the proverb says, there is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. He is the treasure of all wisdom. So when we talk about wisdom, and I want to just say a few words today to finish the thoughts about the intellectual attributes, and again, I'm lying heavily on, on John Frame's systematic theology here. Um, there is no source of wisdom outside of God. Uh, whether we're talking about the, old, the Hebrew idea of, of, of hakmah, uh, the Greek idea of sophia or phronimos, uh, those are the words that are translated in our Old New Testament scriptures as wise. That wisdom is God's. And you and I, 
have access to it. We have access to it as His creatures. Uh, Revelation chapter 1 um, uh, talks about how things are revealed to us, things are known in us and, and by us, by the mere fact that we are creatures living in His world, we have some knowledge. We have a knowledge of God. So, we have access to it. Uh, we are able to put coherent thoughts together today because we are God's creatures who have been endowed by God with the ability to think. And that's part of our image and, and the ability to, 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 to uh, take two and add two and come up with four and, say, and, and know that that is a real principle that applies here and applies over in China and applies if we make it to the moon, it'll apply there. <laughs> if we... Uh, that's for <laughs> the moon deniers here. Uh, uh, or, or if we make it to Mars, it'll still be true there. And we're able to use inductive reasoning, and we're able to do this, and we're able to do that. Why? Because God is wise. And God has created all things in His wisdom. And He has made things known to us, and we live in His world. And it's an understandable world. It's a discoverable world because He is the only wise God. There is no wisdom outside of Him. And this is not just, this, this isn't just uh, uh, philosophical musings. This is practical. We, we are able to practically live out our lives. I, I am able to balance my checkbook. Mostly because it's not a lot of numbers there, but 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 so I don't have to. I can take my shoes off and I can figure it all out with the ten fingers and ten toes. But but I'm able to balance my checkbook. I'm able to live in a world where wisdom exists and wisdom is displayed because God. So it's not. We're not just talking about philosophical musings and the law of non-contradiction and and and, and, and Aristotelian logic and things like that. But we're talking about. Uh, the, the real practical idea of wisdom. Now, is there a difference between wisdom and knowledge? Uh, uh, Bavink said, we, acquired, we acquire knowledge by study and wisdom by insight. Um, knowledge is a matter of the mind apart from the will. Wisdom through, the ma through a matter of the mind is made subservient to the will. He talks about it be, uh, about about Wisdom being ethical in nature, it's the art of living well. Are you wise? I mean, are you wise simply because you live in a world where you can do 2 plus 2 and you figure it out 2 plus 2 equals 4 and you're able to apply that each and every time? That doesn't really make you wise. That just means you have knowledge of things. Uh, but, but wisdom is that ethical nature, that ethical character of being able to take that knowledge and then live it rightly in this world. Uh, the scriptures talk about, talk about us uh, being called to have wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your wisdom, get understanding. Uh, my son, be wise. The, the, this, is the, the, this is a theme there in Proverbs. And we are to be wise uh, 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 by learning and applying the knowledge that God has made known to us in this world. Now, this is very practical in the sense we go back to, uh, to the, the craftsman 
that made the, the, the furniture in the tabernacle and, or in the temple. Uh, um, it's not Barzillai, I forgot the name of the one. Uh, but, but it said that, that he, God, filled them with wisdom in order to do those things. So we have the practical idea that I'm able to take. God has given me gifts and, and talents and things. He gives us wisdom to do. Now, now uh, uh, brother, brother Raymond, he, he's done a lot of this craftsmanship around here. We see all this beautiful woodwork here. Uh, I could never do that. <laughs> I did hang these rails. I didn't make the rails. Someone else made them. <laughs> but uh, that's about it. <laughs> Uh, but really, Grandpa did. I just kind of held the thing there while he, while he, while he put it in. But, uh, but I, I don't have the ability, but God has given me other abilities, uh, uh, other pieces of uh, 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 wisdom. So he gives us craftsmanship. He gives us skill and the, the knowing how to do something instead of just knowing that something is so. Like, for instance, like we talked about a few weeks ago, um, I could read everything up on how to be a quarterback in the NFL, right? I, I can study it. I can read every book. I can read all the plays. I can memorize all the plays. I can do this and do that. I could know that this is so and that is so and if it, this should happen when this happens and all that. Um, but then if I actually try to check myself into an NFL game, I won't know how. Why? Because... There is something that God gives uh, those people to do those things. He gives rulers and judges wisdom. He gives them knowledge and tells them to be wise. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. To know how to rule, to know how to administer, to, do, to know how to do those things. Daniel praised God for making deep and hidden things known. We know the circumstances around Daniel and, 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 and his prophecies. Um, so God gives us wisdom in spiritual things to know how to read and study his word, to know how to read and study the him. Him and nature and things of that and things of that ilk. Uh, Proverbs fourteen or four eleven. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have I have led you in the paths of uprightness. So so the ability to ethically know how to walk uprightly. Uh, there is this 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 ethos this 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 ethical nature to wisdom. That all right. God has given you all this knowledge. And now he would have you live it out with wisdom to be able to walk the way you're supposed to walk and things of that nature. Um, James talks about the wisdom from above. I know we spent four years in the book of James, right? Uh, when we spent a good while, it seems like I, everything I do it takes four years to get through. Uh, uh, so we spent four years in the book of James. We, we went over James chapter 3. The wisdom from above. Uh, 
he talks about is, is this wisdom of very practical living. It's, 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 it's the wisdom from this earth is, is demonic and, and, and it's fleshly and it's all these things. But what is the wisdom from above? It's pure and peaceable and gentle. It's open to reasoning and it's full of mercy. It's full of good fruits. It's impartial. It's, it's, all, it's sincere. It, it, it is working out wisely the things that God has given us. Um, those who are wise among us are those who are able to enjoy the covenant blessings of living in that wisdom. The wisdom of God is our salvation. We're saved because God is a wise God. We have that interesting, because we just got done talking about the moral attributes of God, his judgment, his justice, his wrath. How can that God be what Romans 3 says he is? Just and the justifier of sinners. Because he's wise, that's how. And that he made a way for him to justly save the wicked. So wisdom of God is our salvation. Uh, and the gospel itself is the wisdom of God. Roman, or uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, the, 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 the gospel is foolishness to them that believe, but to us it's the wisdom of God, it's the power of God. Uh, and, and ultimately, the wisdom of God is Christ. He is the fullness of the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians um, uh, 1130, and for some reason I forgot exactly what that says, um, tells us. Um, where's that? 1 Corinthians 1. I really should, I'm going to lose the Bible drill, ain't I? 1 Corinthians 1, 30. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who is made unto us wisdom. He has made unto us wisdom. Colossians chapter three or chapter two, verse uh, chapter two, verse three tells us: "In whom in, that's Christ, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge." So Christ, so wisdom is presented to us in the Scripture as something exceedingly precious. Why is it exceedingly precious? Because it is of God. God gives wisdom, Proverbs 2.4. And we, when, when we are seeking not only to have knowledge, but to know how to use that knowledge, we are seeking something that is wondrously precious. More precious than gold, Psalm 19, uh, Proverbs 16. There is a whole chapter in Job where he talks about talks about seeking wisdom, and everybody's seeking wisdom around here, and none can find it. And then he says, the fear of the Lord is wisdom. It's a precious thing. It's a gift. Wisdom's a gift that is given to us. God's gift to us. By grace, every single one of us can be wise. Not just me, which I'm often foolish, but everybody here, even the illiterate, can be wise. I, I've heard Jimmy many a times talk about, uh, 
taught talk about he learned from someone who couldn't read or write, <laughs> but he learned wisdom from his mom. It's Mother's Day today, right? <laughs> Thank God for wise mothers. But it's a gift from God. He gives wisdom. He gave wisdom to the craftsmen that were working in the, in the, in, um, the tabernacle and in the temple to make the, to make the vessels. And he gave wisdom to Solomon who asked it. And he said to you and me in James chapter 1, he'll give wisdom to anybody that asks. We should desire above all things to do what is commanded us in Scripture to be wise and to seek that wisdom constantly from our Lord. He gave wisdom to Daniel. He gave his spirit to Daniel. There is a connection between the Holy Spirit and, and wisdom. We can ask of God and He will give it to us. In Him is the hidden wisdom, not taught by man, not taught, but, but taught by the Spirit, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. No man knows the spirit of God, but the, the spirit of man, but the but man, or what is in man, but the spirit of man, and no one knows what is in God except the spirit of God. Uh, and he has made things known to us by his spirit. Proverbs, it said three times, uh, despite a little bit variation of the fourth in the book of Job, but Psalm 111, verse 10, Proverbs 9, 10, and 15, 33 tells us simply, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We cannot have wisdom without bowing our knee in reverent fear of the God of the Scriptures. Why is our culture so dumb now? <laughs> we should ask ourselves that. Because really, we're, we, if you watch the news very long or, or get on social media and see what's going on in the world, uh, you say, man, this world is foolish. Why? Well, they've rejected the wisdom of God. And they do not seek it. They do not fear Him, so they're stupid. The fool says in his heart, there is no God whether that's a, a, a practical theological declaration or, I mean, a, a, a philosophical theological or theological declaration or if it's a practical way of living. There's no gods. So that's why I'm doing this or doing that. It's foolishness. The Scriptures tell us that there's wise men from other countries, so, so there is wisdom to be found even in the unbelieving world. Uh, there's pagans that had wisdom. There was, uh, they compared uh, the wisdom of Solomon to the people in 1 Kings 4.31 4 was compared to wise people in other nations. And it even names names. We don't know who those names were. But, but he was wiser than them. And these people that were in his day, known for their wisdom, in these pagan countries, these unbelieving countries, they had some wisdom, comparatively speaking. Uh, when... Uh, the pagan wise men compete with God, though. Is there any wisdom that can stand against God? No. We already quoted there in Proverbs, there is no wisdom against God. You remember the, uh, well, uh, uh, Paul in Second Timothy, Timothy chapter uh, 3 talks, uh, gives names to him, uh, Janus and Jambers. <laughs> uh, but, but, but the wise men in 
Pharaoh's court, trying to withstand God. Oh, God did this? Well, we could do that. And we can, we can turn staffs into snakes, and we can do this. And, but every time they are made that someone, the wisdom of God tries to compete, or the wisdom of man tries to compete with the wisdom of God, what is the wisdom of man shown to be? Foolishness. Because those men had to come to a point as they were, as they were themselves became terrorized by the fleas. They had to say to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God, we can't do it. The body of ungodly wisdom is foolishness. And you can find this foolishness everywhere. Paul says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They were literally shown to be stupid, to be, to be foolish. Why? Because they tried to make God something less than what He was. God's wisdom is the source of His words and His law. Right here. We have the wisdom of God. We, we, we have God speaking. And we can, if we base our lives on this, Psalm 119 tells us at one point, he says, because of your law, I'm wiser than the teachers, my teachers. Because of your law, because of my love for your law, I'm wiser than the ancients. This is God speaking. This is God making Himself known to us. We have a, thus saith the Lord. And it's wise, it's exceedingly wise. I, in the last few years, I feel like I'm studying at a depth that, 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 that but then I, I start thinking that I've plumbed the depths of this particular text, and I'll come back to it, and I'm, I feel like I'm a kindergartner or a preschooler. There is depths here, depths of wisdom that are amazing. Wisdom at one point is personified in the book of Proverbs 8 and 9, in chapters 8 and 9 of Proverbs. Wisdom is personified. Uh, and it talks about, talks about uh, uh, how... The Lord possessed wisdom in the beginning of His way. And all of that eventually points us to see Christ as the fullness of wisdom. When God began His creative work, said, said frame, He did what He advises men to do. He got wisdom. <laughs> he possessed wisdom in the beginning of His way. Not that God was ever unwise, because Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have co-equal, co-eternal, and so on and so forth. And that's why wisdom is displayed in His creation, because God, by wisdom, created all things. And therefore, when we consider wisdom, wisdom is something for which God must be praised. And therefore, we come to theology such as the end of Romans 11, where Paul cried out, oh, the depth of the wisdom and the understanding and the knowledge of God. His judgments are unsearchable. His ways are beyond accounting. 
and who has known the mind of the Lord? Thus, the wisdom of God is seen to be greater than... It's a point of worship. Uh, there, there is so much, and I agree with uh, something that Dr. James White just recently said. Um, I, I think the, he, he said we, we, all the people and all these, uh, uh, all these uh, colleges and seminaries need to ever once in a while remind themselves of what 1 Corinthians 11 or, or 1 says. God has made foolish the wisdom of this world. Because we're so apt to think that we're smart. And that goes back to Isaiah 55. Forsake your thoughts. <laughs> you, you don't have it figured out. And neither, I, Aristotle didn't have it figured out. Aristotle was a pagan who stumbled across some of the, some of the truths that were obvious in this world. But he still applied it to his pagan philosophy. You could study Aristotle all day long. You can study his Nicomachean ethics, and the only thing it will make you is a pagan Pharisee, self-righteous and thinking you're better than others because you fit this category that he's talked about. And then you come to the ethics of the Scripture, and you're saying, man, God's amazing that he saves wicked people like you and me. You could study his logic. You could, you, you, and we, we, think, we think that these systems that we build of logic and understanding and philosophy and science, they're able to contain everything, and they never can. Why? Because when we're talking about wisdom, when we're talking about knowledge, we're talking about something that is beyond us. Aristotle's system did not fit God, the God of the universe and the God of all things into it. Thomas Aquinas could not, could not accurately come up with a philosophical system that could contain God. And therefore, and therefore when, we get, when people today are starting to, well, we need to start studying Aquinas, and we need to start studying Plato, and we need to start understanding their systems. Or, uh, th th those systems aren't big enough for God. Because his thoughts are not our thoughts. I'm not saying you're not going to find things there uh, that, that, that are useful. But they're only useful because they're true in a world that God created them. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> I, I might even say some smart things every once in a while on my own. But my system of thought, my logical, my, my, my logical outworkings are not an accurate description of God. And we get better. We, 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 the scientific knowledge has grown, right? Uh, we've gone from, uh, we've gone from uh, pagan, uh, uh, from pagan idealism, I, or I can't think of the right term, um, to um, Newtonian physics, and then along comes... Um, Along comes uh, Einstein, and he refines a lot of Newtonian physics so it gets a little bit better, it gets a little bit more usable, and then sooner or later someone's going to come die and correct Einstein and say, okay, this is a little bit better way to look at it. And someone once says, if you're married to current scientific or philosophical theories, you will be a widower soon <laughs> because those systems of thought will sooner or later break down. 
but God doesn't. At the end of the day, when Einstein is no, no more workable, the God of all will still be there, and what he has said will still be true. And you and I, we can work these things out. We can think. Uh, we, we can. We're, we're going to find inconsistencies because we are working from our paradigms. And God has asked us, lay aside your thoughts. Trust me. Listen, I don't know how to make things work out sometimes. I don't know all the time how to answer the question, how is man responsible and God sovereign? But I trust God because he said both are true. I don't know how to work out every inconsistency, every paradox. And I don't have and neither does anybody else. Someone can say, well, if we, we just said need to set aside religion and we need to do all this and we could figure out, no, you can't. You haven't been able to build a system big enough yet. By the way, every contra- the, thing about, the thing about free will and, uh, I mean, the responsibility of man, well, we'll just name it that, free will and, and determinism is not, is not just a problem in Christian circles. So it's not our problem. God has given us answers. We have an all-wise God. But do you know who it's a problem with? Atheist scientists. They can't figure it out. How are we free and yet only material exists? They haven't figured that out yet. That they have bigger conundrums because they don't have God. We do. So, I want to just leave, as we leave the subject of God's omniscience, His knowledge, His wisdom, we... I want to just commend to you that this subject, the mind of God, is amazing. And it's ground for us to worship. And it's ground for us to bow to knee and submit to Him. And say, you are God and we are not. And we, you know and we don't. And we trust you, not ourselves. And that is the God of the Scriptures, the only wise God. I hope you receive something. Is there any complaints or grievances or questions or anything else like that? Comments? Yes, sir. Well, I think it's been on the wrong track for about 200 years now. Uh, you start with, uh, with uh, Lyle and his uh, uniformitarianism, uh, that all things continue through specific processes that are unguided by any, that any mind. You build up on that. Uh, you, you start, you start uh, applying, you start having biological science, at least trying to apply Hegelian philosophy uh, with Darwin, uh, to where uh, God is not God. And if you build a system where God is not God, then it's going to be foolishness in the end. Uh, that doesn't mean that 
people who believe in evolution are not, are not doing things that are, that are workable and practical. Uh, it just means they have a bad, uh, a bad foundation for which they believe those things to be true, and therefore science is, current scientific theories are wrongheaded and will lead to wrong conclusions ultimately, while they may be practical in their outworkings, if that makes sense. So, yes? No. He, he that trusts in his own heart is a fool. And that's what, 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 what Isaiah was saying there in Isaiah 55. Forsake your thoughts. Why should I forsake my thoughts? Because, says the Lord, my thoughts are not your thoughts. <laughs> and, the, and, and I'm wiser. I'm not only wiser, comparatively speaking, you have no wisdom and I'm only wise. <laughs> That's it. Uh, now, as far as practical wisdom or common sense, you can figure out that fire's hot and you shouldn't touch it. But that's a far cry from knowing how to live. That takes you fearing God. That's not wisdom. That's just keeping yourself from hurting yourself. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that, that's it. Uh, I can figure out that 2 plus 2 equals 4 and how to practically live that out by not bouncing checks all over town. Because I've just like the fire is hot, I learned that's bad, and I try to stay away from it. But that's a far cry from honoring the Lord with my substance, uh, actually engaging in those true things in this world. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, I mean, that's a good point. Common sense, uh, common sense is nothing to live by. Mm-hmm. Well, he is, yeah, he's, oh, yeah, me too. No, I keep, I keep running to Tarshish myself. Uh, no, but um, you're, you're, you're right. And God, well, first of all, it says this, First John chapter 1, God is light. <laughs> Nothing, it, 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 if without God, there's only darkness for me. Um, and, but he hasn't given us all light. He hasn't given us the light of the day. You, you all drive at night sometimes, and, some, uh, and you'll turn those brights on, and you can see a little bit clearer. Uh, but can you see, but if you, but if you get out on the road, um, Debbie, <laughs> and you turn on 32 over here and you turn your brights on, can you see all the way to your house? How far can you see at night with your brights on? And as far as the light goes. <laughs> and that's, that's us as we're walking by faith. God has given me light right now to what's ahead of me. Um, and I need to start driving in that light as far as that light will take me. And when I get to that point where the light right now ends... 
there'll be light further. And then there'll be light further. And eventually I'll make it to where God wants me to be. Or actually, I'm probably already, you know what I mean. I don't want to take the analogy too far. But uh, yeah, he, he hasn't made all things known to us. Uh, he's, made, he's made known to us what he desires for us to know right now. And it's enough to get us keeping, it's enough for us to move forward. Uh huh. Yeah. And why do they do? Because there's no light in them. <laughs> Amen. It's good preaching, Debbie. Amen. What? Yeah, I think you said seventh commandment. I'm having a hard time hearing, but oh, second commandment. Mm-hmm. Amen. Anything else? Having some good discussion here. I, I just thought it would be nothing but closing comments today on the wisdom of God, but I, I, I. Uh, it's been a blessing to sit here and have a, have a conversation with, with you guys about his wisdom. Anything else? Because mm-hmm. in him is the fullness of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, which means we're doing the wrong thing. <laughs> so, uh, amen. All right, we got about 10 minutes before the next hour. You all got to put up with me because uh, 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 Ken is on guard, so he's not here to lead singing. So. <laughs>